Game day on BYU Sports Nation. We're live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. A loaded show as we count down to the National Showcase tonight. ESPN's Jesse Palmer, Sports Illustrated's Jeff Benedict, and Bronco Mendenhall all join us. Game day prep for Houston. Plus, how and why BYU needs to capitalize on the increased exposure. Nostris Nocturnus. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. That's right. Nostris Nocturnus. We're bringing it back, my friend. Own the night in Latin, the official language of BYU Sports Nation. That's right, it's epic. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Thursday, September 11th. Yes. We will never forget. Let's start it that way. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with J. Crew model hopeful, Jerem Jordan. I don't hope to ever do that. Heck no. Hey, you're looking for it. We're bringing on a J. Crew looking type guy, Jesse Palmer. That's a good looking <laughs> dude. Can't wait to get his perspective on uh, BYU and the national landscape there right now. There are 1,000 BYU on girls outside waiting for Jesse Palmer yeah. to make his entrance. Yeah, absolutely. You're, uh, looking, you're looking fresh, that mock turtleneck, by the way. Thank you. It's not mock, it's real. Oh, it's um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just ready to go. It, it was 59 degrees about an hour ago. Now it's not so cool. Uh, you mentioned 9 11. Of course, we will never forget. Uh, BYU planning to do some very cool things tonight. To remember 9-11, on the field, at midfield, behind us, is the, the Y at midfield, but it's an American flag. Outside of the normal kind of stretch oval Y, kind of bleeds into the field a little bit like it's, like it's the par- a part of a flag. Then on the east side, we will never forget in the stands. I'm not sure if those are shirts, cards, I don't know what those are, but very easy to see. Uh, that'll be on the opposite of the camera side, so very visible tonight. A flag the size of the field for the national anthem. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Some special stuff planned tonight. Yeah, kickoff set for 7:01. Both football teams will be on the field for the national anthem. Just some unique things that you're not going to want to miss uh, for BYU and Houston tonight. Also, the American flag decals on the helmets. Oh, absolutely. They're doing it big. Yeah. They're doing it really big. Chad Lewis, former BYU football standout, Philadelphia Eagle, all-pro tight end. He has this annual tradition now where he runs to the Y in Provo, Utah with an American flag. On 9-11. Super cool. He did that this morning, I believe, with his dad. That's very, very awesome. He tweeted a photo of that. I like that a lot. I remember him doing that last year uh, when this show was, what, two weeks old? And now here we are. Game day. We're back. And it's fun to be at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We're on the set of uh, Countdown to Kickoff and the postgame shows we prepare for that tonight. 8 Eastern time, Spencer Linton hosting that program. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. It's game day, so let's ask our game day question. What's your bold prediction for BYU versus Houston? Use the hashtag BYUSN, at TNCOM86. Taysom Hill hurdles another defender, grabs the Skycam mid-jump, and swings into the end zone. <laughs> we can see the Skycam behind us. It is set up, and it's ready to go. I can't, I'm so excited there's a Skycam for this game. Only that, the that, second time that, ever in LaBelle Edwards Stadium, I well, believe. Well, it's happened before. I don't know how many times. But it's been a long time since BYU's had that. New technology made it so they have that. By the way, the ESPN Thursday night crew, legit. Normally, our truck is one of two trucks parked in the northeast lot. There are three ESPN trucks back there, and our truck as well, for the BYU TV game day yeah, replay. Look, Big Blue doesn't move for just anybody, right. okay? That's our That's spot. exactly right. But when ESPN the Thursday night, night crew come, is okay. legit. Reese right. Davis, David Pollock, and we mentioned he'll join us later. Jesse Palmer on the program. Today. Saw Sam Ponder in the BYU Student Athlete Building. She'll be the sideline reporter tonight. Yep. So yeah, that's it. It's the crew. 
BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Get exposure, not exposed. BYU football has an immense opportunity tonight. The dust has finally settled from that Texas beatdown again, 41-7, the Cougars over the Longhorns. It took a couple of days, but now the who's who of college football are all paying attention to BYU. BYU's performance against Texas sort of got buried on Saturday. There was a lot going on. The Big Ten struggled. There were some really big games. Now people are talking about BYU. Yesterday, Steve Young was unpardoned the interruption for five good minutes and uh, talked a lot about yeah. BYU at the end and could they get into the playoff? T- Taysom Hill's a Heisman candidate. There, there are a lot of people talking about BYU. And then the perfect situation happens. They play on Thursday night against Houston. That's fantastic. The opportunities there to get exposure, not exposed. You bring up PTA. Listen to this list. College Football Live, USA Today, Bonnie Bernstein of Campus Insiders, Yahoo, Sports Illustrated, FoxSports.com, breaking down every game remaining on BYU's schedule, already discussing, hey, what are the chances of the Cougars going undefeated? That's the discussion. I thought that it would be a lot of, whoa, what happened to Texas? It's moved on. It's ripened into this conversation of, hey, BYU is kind of the team looking on the outside in of maybe pressing for the playoff. ESPN's Trevor Maddich on how tonight's game will give the nation a chance to see what BYU did against Texas now a week later. If it were for the Thursday night game, you could make that case because attention spans are so short. But because of Thursday night, that, that hurdle by Taysom, plays like that will be, will be featured pregame. Yeah. So the nation will have a chance to see that, not as a package of, of ten other plays, but as its own thing for its own reason on Thursday night with the spotlight on. Nostris Nocturnus. There is real power in owning a Thursday night game nationally broadcast on ESPN. Now ranked 25th, BYU has that target on their back. They can really prove that they belong tonight against the Houston Cougars. And listen to this. BYU just 3-0 one time in the Bronco Mendenhall era back in 2008. That brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. You can go back further. BYU started 3-0 twice since 1994. What? Yeah. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. 08, 01 with Gary Croton. And in the Lavelle Edwards era, three, three times BYU started 3-0. Sorry, six. 3-0. He, uh, let's see. In Lavelle, Greg Rubel tweeted this. In Lavelle Edwards' 29 seasons, he opened 3-0 six times. So six times under Lavelle in 29 seasons. It doesn't happen a lot. And the point being, since 94, but only it's just happened twice. But only twice in 20 years? Yes. Normally, BYU was in a conference. They'd play some good non-conference games. That third game is generally tough. In fact, Broncos 1-8 and eight in Game 3. However, BYU on Thursday and Friday night games at home in the Bronco area, 11-0. So pick a stat you want and run with it. Whatever. The bottom line is that BYU's ranked 25th, has tons of mojo, and plays as a Houston team that yeah. we have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. There will be more eyes on this game tonight than there were against Texas. Yes. Which was 910,000, according was to the numbers number, like on FS1. The seventh biggest game all time in terms of viewership for Fox Sports 1. I know it's Which a younger network. Which they've existed network. for a year or I know so. it's a younger network, but there's still been That's a good, good number of college football games. I mean, forget just homes. If you're out at Buffalo Wild Wings or Applebee's or Chili's or any Random sports bar across, across the country, America, yeah. there are going to be a couple of football games on tonight. 
Ravens, Steelers, and on BYU CBS. Houston, and BYU in Houston. CBS and ESPN will be the television screens playing in those places. You want to make a splash? Do it where pe- when people are watching it too. I, I, nine nine hundred ten thousand is a, a good audience. BYU competed against a lot of different games. That was still good exposure. If it had been on ESPN, I think it was a different a different game, but a different result with perception. But the, you said it. The dust is settled, and now BYU has the perfect setup. The perfect setup to showcase what they've got for the season and kind of make their case of take us seriously. Isn't it interesting that it took about 48 hours for people to be like, whoa. I thought it would be like last year where it was okay. all about. Te- you remember when BYU beat Texas last year? It was just, man, how about is Texas? What happened with Texas? It wasn't about BYU. It wasn't about Taysom Hill's 259. Now it's about BYU. Now it's about BYU. It's totally about BYU. They People have moved on from Texas. They did it two years in a row. That'll get you noticed. All this said, the exposure, all the people chiming in, ESPN Sports Illustrated, the AP, what does BYU have to do to maximize the increased exposure tonight? First of all, it's an easy answer. It starts with winning. Winning. Win the football game. Obviously. But how do you have to win this game to get style points and really yeah. – Nostris Nocturnus. Two thoughts for me. One is the fan. One is the analyst. The fan is uh, just win. It's so hard just to win. You rarely start 3-0, let alone go undefeated. That's only happened once. Yeah. Just win. That should be enough. The analyst in me, however, is real where I say, okay, for BYU to have a shot at the playoff, any shot, even New Year's 6 for that matter. Playoff might be unrealistic. New Year's 6. You is have to the, win with style the, points. You New have to Year's blow six? fools out. Yeah, is the New Year's 6 unrealistic? No. I don't know. No. If BYU is undefeated, that's not unrealistic. Wow. As an okay. at-large. It may yes, have, because they'd be like top eight. They have, a great oppor- they have a great opportunity this year because all three of those games, I believe the Peach, the Cotton, and the Fiesta Bowl If there's Bowl New Year's 6, open. you're looking at yeah. 12-ish teams, right? There are contracts for certain bowls, but there are three games, uh, one to the group of five champ, if you will, the highest-ranked team. There's a spot for BYU in the New Year's 6. where they, There's a situation where they, won't be, they wouldn't be in the Miami Beach Bowl. It's a one-game season at this point. That's what we heard from Michael Elisa. Heard that from Bronco Mendenhall in my one-on-one Not for the fans yesterday. and analysts, though. It, 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 oh, absolutely. A, they could go undefeated. The perspective yeah. is wider. So that's, that makes their, your focus laser-like. It is a one-game one season. season. Houston and BYU tonight on ESPN, 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain kickoff. Countdown to kickoff on BYU TV starts at 6 Mountain, 8 Eastern. Do not miss that. Tons of good stuff lined up for that. BYU needs to win. They need to win with style, and they maximize the potential, the opportunity that they have in front of them tonight. Our win Twitter- big and it's huge. Tonight. Oh, man. Our Twitter question today, what is your bold prediction for BYU and Houston? Let's go to the Twitter machine. At Joe Zialisa, BYU defense will score twice. Whoa. Okay. Many fans will be surprised. I won't be one of them. Go Cougs. I believe that's a relative Michael Elise. Houston. Oh, yeah. Okay. Houston has turned the ball over seven times this season. They only turned the ball over 18 times all of last year. So they, through two games, ball they do. Ball security is a huge They do look a little bit turnover in. prone. So that, that might happen, actually. At Dav Farns, Taysom Hill eclipses 2,000 career rushing. I believe he needs 124 to do that tonight. And career 4,000 passing in this game. What was it, 146? Something like that for Taysom. How many guys have even done that? Uh, let's see, 4,000, 2,000. Read it yesterday. Uh, 13 guys in FBS history. Among wow. them, RG3, Manziel. Tebow. <laughs> yeah. Kaepernick. That's a list. That's, that's an elite company. And that's the new, it's the new era of dual threats. Those that's, guys are going to have more often. That's a list. At Data Boys 5. Pain. 
Lots but, of pain. Yeah, okay. <laughs> also trending in BYU Sports Nation, Vaisikahema, a finalist for the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame. We talked to a member of the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame just a few weeks ago, Kurt Gavea. That's right. Daniel Sorensen picked up on the practice squad by the Chiefs, by the way. And then Taylor Sander and Team USA beat Poland yesterday in the World Championships in Poland. Big win, 19 kills for Taylor. They play Serbia, I believe, as we speak or the match ended. I'll have to update that. Yeah, and going back to Daniel Sorensen, Adam Teichner, the uh, ESPN NFL reporter that covers the Kansas City Chiefs, right after that news got announced, I reached out to him and said, now, is he going to get back on the practice squad? And he said he has to clear waivers first. But that, to me, told me, okay, the Chiefs are looking to bring him back on as long as he does clear waivers, and certainly they sign him. That's, that's good news for Daniel that he's still with the team. And if there's an injury, I mean, he's, he's one of the first guys back up. Listen, just get on a practice squad, yeah. and you're good. Be involved. Uh, who will join us later? None other than Jesse Palmer of ESPN, one of the big three in the, uh, the box tonight calling the game for the mothership. David Pollock, Reese Davis also. Sam Ponder will be on the sidelines. He's going to tell us how BYU can maximize this national exposure that they have. That's all coming up on BYU Sports Nation. What a start to the show, my friend. September 11th. We're in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I, I can't think of a better situation than what's going on right now today. Raise the flags up, BYU and USA. It's game day at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Love, Jesse. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. We're, we're no. in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We are in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Hey, start your day tonight at 8 Eastern for Countdown to kick off live from the set. A one-hour pregame show. We'll show you everything that's going on on the field. Then the game is on ESPN. That's followed by the post game right here on BYU TV and the BYU TV game day replay. Starts at 8 Eastern. Our Twitter question What is your bold prediction for BYU and Houston? It's a game day tradition we have I on BYU. Think of one. I haven't thought of one yet. Really? Yeah. Isn't it obvious? Seven, besides 17 plus, that's my <laughs> default with Houston. <laughs> and what happened last year when you did that? One point game. I meant the Boise State game. That was 37 20. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, there you go. Uh, send in your tweets using the hashtag BYUS. And joining us now on set, Jesse Palmer, ESPN College Football Analyst. Going to call the game tonight along with David Pollock and Reese Davis, Sam Ponder on the sidelines. Jesse, welcome to the set. What do you uh, think of the view? It's awesome. I was just telling you guys, this is the first time I've had a chance to be here in Provo and on campus. It is so beautiful. This has to be, this is definitely the most beautiful backdrop I've ever seen in a stadium and I've been to Colorado I've been to some other places where it was really nice yeah. but you know, we were talking about how this is the biggest average game day attendance out here in the west behind USC and UCLA I cannot wait for the game day atmosphere tonight and, and a chance to see BYU obviously coming off such a huge win a week ago now, Is this the first trip for you, David and Reese all to pro? Yeah, we've never we've, ne- we've called a BYU game before but it was at Boise State yeah. two years yeah. ago We'll ask you about that Yeah, yeah. and that was a Thursday game so this is our first time coming here and this was kind of one of those games we all circled at the start of the year when we got our Thursday schedule really excited to come So many special elements around this One, it's 9-11 the helmets, the feel the feel of yeah. the game and then there's the fact that BYU's 2-0, just crushed Texas, 25. Yeah. There's a lot of momentum nationally for BYU right now. I think it's a tremendous opportunity uh, for exposure for this football team. I, I think a lot of people around the country were a little bit surprised at the outcome of last week's win 
against Texas. But I think you talk to coaches, you talk to players here at BYU, there was a lot of belief inside these walls that they were going to go down and get that done, that last year's game wasn't, in fact, a fluke. I think it's a great opportunity for a national stage in front of a national audience that maybe doesn't always get a chance to see BYU play to really understand how good of a football team this is. If they're dominant tonight, they've always played great defense. If the offense can go off again against a very good Houston defense, it creates an opportunity for a statement game and also a potential Heisman statement game for Taysom Hill, a guy that a lot of people are kind of becoming a little bit more familiar with right now. Uh, If he could go off again tonight, this is a a big platform for him as well. Let's talk about Houston a little bit. They scored 46 against BYU last year in a game I watched on the sidelines at Reliance Stadium. It was probably BYU's worst offensive performance of the year and their best offensive performance in the same game. Houston was lights out on offense as well. They've struggled out of the gate. Lost to Texas San Antonio at home. They debuted their new field. They come back and they beat Grambling State, but what, what do we really know about Houston? Who are they? We, we don't know right now. We expect them to be explosive. That first game against UTSA, they turned it over six times. They were trying to push the football deep down the field. Their offensive line really struggled up front. It got quarterback John O'Corn in trouble. Week two, granted it was Grambling State, they got back to running the football. They got a little bit more creative, some wildcat package stuff. They spit the football out to their wide receivers in space and allowed them to go make plays, and they had four different plays in that game of over 50 yards. The thing that scares you about Houston is that they spread the field, and again, they have wide receivers that if you get them the football in space, if they make a guy miss, they can take it to the house. And that's one thing I think BYU is very cautious of in this game tonight. I'm very curious to see how much pressure Bronco, Mendenhall, and BYU are going to dial up on defense. They've loved bringing pressure in the past, but this is one of those offenses you potentially waste players. If the quarterback gets it out of his hand quickly, all of a sudden you've got less guys in the back end to make a play. So this will be a very big challenge, I think, for BYU to stop the run with minimal players inside the box. They're going to have to do a great job tackling. I think one thing, an upgraded area... For BYU, which might surprise some people, has been the secondary this year. Absolutely. I think they're, I think they're better at corner, and they've got three safeties that I think can really play. So that, I think that's really where this game, I think, will be determined on the field tonight is in that secondary. Can these guys make tackles in space? 2012, you did the BYU at Boise State game. You mentioned that. Taysom Hill kind of makes his cameo there, comes in, leads touchdown drive, two-point conversion, doesn't work. What kind of progress have you seen from Taysom in that game and kind of his first major appearance to now? I remember that game. The final score was 7-6. Exciting. <laughs> you survived I mean, I mean, it. That, that set offensive football back about 30 <laughs> years. I remember David Pollock and Pollock Reese and I all left that game going, man. Today, when you watch Taysom Hill, he's so much improved as a passer. I think his athleticism just jumps off the screen when you watch film. You get that. And there's, there are very few six foot two, 232-pound guys that move like he does. But I think it's his poise in the pocket. I think it's also his understanding of this offense. Uh, His accuracy has gone way up. But I think also checking the football down to running backs and taking the underneath throws, I think has really helped him in this offense. He's completing 73% of his throws. That's eighth best in the country right now. And this is not a dink and dunk offense. I mean, this is an offense where when they dial things up, it's to take shots and take advantage of the size they have on the perimeter of their field. So, you know, you talk about, again, the Heisman possibility for him and the fact that he's already had two good games and he's already had a big stage and a big win, but you expect his stats to go up because he is an improved passer. It makes this offense so much more dangerous. Well, compare that 70% to mid to high 30s after a few games last year, and yeah. we're talking worlds of difference no for Taysom. What does it realistically take for a guy like Taysom Hill, an independent BYU, non-Power 5 quarterback, to make it to New York yeah. for that Heisman finalist. I think back to Jordan Lynch, and I mm-hmm. think back to Kellen Moore. Big numbers, and you got to win a lot of games. You know, for, for Taysom Hill, realistically, to make it, I, I don't know if he needs to win all of them, but he's going to have to win, I think, it probably at least 11. Sure. Um, and he's going to have to stat it up each and every mm-hmm. week. But, you know, I, I don't think Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill needs to needs to 
to do anything he's not doing right now. I think if he keeps playing the way he's playing, there are so many more highlights to come. I mean, forget the leap of faith play against Texas. I mean, that gets you on the map. You could see that tonight. We could see that more and more as the season unfolds because he's that kind of athlete. And I just love Bronco Mendenhall's position with him and this whole football team. Talking about hard facts. I think I heard you guys talking about it just a little bit ago. Ten one-game seasons left. And just to focus on tonight, this defense they're playing, this third-ward defense from Houston, is a defense that not a lot of people out there know about. They're, they're real. They are legit. They've got a lot of dudes back from last year. The speed is everywhere. And again, this is a defense that led the nation last year with 43 takeaways. They are dangerous. Plus 25. They are dangerous. And trust me, we spoke to some of their players last night. They are juiced about getting a chance to play Taysom Hill in this offense and make their own statement. Remember, Houston also a team that had a lot of expectations. They won eight games yep. a year ago, their first year in the American. They got a new stadium. They had a lot of starting returners coming back. They got their quarterback back. They were thinking New Year's Six Bowl. Well, that got dashed week one against UTSA. They've seen today. No one saw them play Grambling State. They see, I think, tonight as an opportunity to show the country, hey, hey, don't forget about us. We know you all think BYU is pretty good right now, but we got something for that. So just watch. This will be interesting. You're going to see a very motivated defense tonight. BYU, a lot of talk about could they go undefeated and whatnot. What's their biggest challenge on the schedule with you? If they had last year's schedule, I think it would be, it'd be way more difficult, obviously. If you see Wisconsin, Utah, Notre Dame out there. This year, it, it, it's tricky. It's hard to say. I think a lot of people originally thought it was going to be Texas. We don't know how good Texas is. We know that's not 2005, 2009 right. Texas. I think looking forward, UCF could be tricky. We'll find out how good UCF is this Are week. Are you guys on the call? You're calling that, that game in Orlando, I'm not calling you? that game this week, and they're going to play Missouri. Um, oh, I mean, when BYU plays at oh, Central Florida well, on yeah, Thursday, yeah, Thursday yeah, night. Yeah, we got yeah. that game on Thursday, so, so that'll be a very good test, I think. Um, Boise State, I expect to be a much better team down the stretch when BYU plays them as well. I think Cal's looked a little bit better. Virginia, if you Sneaky. saw them play against UCLA, their defense is good. Their front is really yeah. good. So, yep. you know, that could be a good challenge. You know, it's hard to say right now and, and circle where that game is necessarily, but um, I'll tell you what, t- tonight's not a cakewalk. I, I, I caution BYU fans out there, if you're thinking because Houston got blown out by UTSA, and you guys just came off a, a huge win against Texas. Just be careful. Remember last it's year. It's the classic yes. trap. Yes. Remember last year, and I'm just, I'm just telling you, there's something about this Houston team, the motivation. The offense really hasn't woken up yet. John O'Corns, he's really good. He's, he's kind of in a funk right now through two games, but it just takes one play. And so, you know, tonight, I, I think, is it still a big test for BYU. Quarterback, ESPN college football commentator and analyst Jesse Palmer on BYU Sports Nation. With us, we are live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Let's, let's set up the perfect scenario for BYU. Let's say they do run the table and they finish the regular season 12-0. Jesse, what's the best scenario for them in, in terms of a bowl game and, and postseason scenarios? I, th- I think it's New Year's 6. Obviously, we've got to let this season play out before we can start talking about playoff. And I was just in the gym, and a lot of the, the, the former players were asking me, what, what are the chances we make it to the playoff? That's the buzz surrounding the program right now. You know, I think if they go unbeaten, then I, I, you have to take them seriously, no doubt about it, for a New Year's Six team. I think if they go unbeaten to me, because they will have already played Boise State, they will have played some other good teams on that schedule um, in the group of five, uh, then I think you have to take them seriously as a New Year's Six possibility, which, which for this program, I think would, that just would, be be remar- that, that would just be remarkable. Again, Bronco talks about one-game seasons. Um, but I think that that is a realistic scenario to expect, especially if they're blowing people out mm. week in, week out, like what we've seen in the past. And that would be tremendous because the 2015 schedule has people on it that could get you into the playoffs should you go mm. ne- Michigan and Nebraska and UCLA yeah, and all no those doubt. teams. When you look at BYU's offense, obviously Taysom Hill the best player. BYU's defense only giving up 8.5 per game. Yeah. Who's their best defensive player to you? 
That's a great question. And I've, you know, I've looked at the safety number seven. I've looked at outside linebacker number five. I like the nose guard 99. There are a yeah. lot of guys on this defense that I think make plays. The unique thing does to me. Does anyone stick out? No one no, does it, to it, us. No, that's, and I think that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of the beauty to it. And what I was just going to say, in, the, in years past, there's been superstars on this yeah. defense. Like they had four NFL guys last Dan year. Dan Norris, Yeah, and Sorensen. And, 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 you know, this year, I, I don't know if there's a quote-unquote a superstar just yet. Mm-hmm. But they play so well as a unit. That, that's one thing we've seen in, in 10 years under Bronco Mendenhall. These guys are, they, they play gap sound. Their front seven is generally the strength. They're always so good against it. What are they giving up right now? 2.3 yards a carry? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's big time. Wait, but, is that good? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, that, that, that wins you a lot of games. And, and you know, we've talked about the upgrades they've had in the secondary as well, uh, particularly at cornerback with the speed they have now and the fact that I think they're even getting deeper. Um, and that's going to be big in tonight's game, too, because of the tempo you're going to yep. see from both sides of the ball. Houston's a team that likes to go fast as well. Um, I, I don't know if there's a superstar yet, per se. Um, I just like the way this, this unit plays as a group. Mm-hmm. That, that's the thing to me that's so impressive because they're still so physical. I just think they're the type of defense that can demoralize you if you're an offense. Bronco Mendenhall, I talked to him yesterday and, and sat down with him one-on-one, and he called the confidence of the team a humble swagger. Mm. He never used that before about a team. How do you, I mean, from your perspective, how, how do you explain a humble swagger? I think, I, I, I think it's brilliant, firstly. But two, not to be too quick to kind of jump outside the box and kind of point at yourself and yep. after the game they just had. I think it's easy for a lot of different programs, a lot of different players to want to do that. But again, I think that speaks to the confidence that this team and, and this staff and these players have had in themselves all off season and through the two first weeks knowing that they were going to have a couple opportunities nationally early in the year to really make that statement and show everybody. It's one thing if you go to Texas and you win 14 to, to 13, 41-7. That's saying something. Yeah. But, you know, but you, now you have an opportunity again. Hey, listen, we're good, but you know, it's a long season. I think, I think this program understands that. There are a lot of games to come. There are a lot more opportunities. Again, these one-game seasons, week in, week out, an opportunity to prove something to themselves, prove something to the rest of the, the country as well. That's a, that's a brilliant point. One, one thing about Bronco Mendenhall, having this team locked in and not overly excited. Because I think you see too, too often times teams get a big win early. They start pointing at themselves, and they get set up for a letdown. Jesse Palmer is a busy man. You made your BYU Sports Station debut. Hope you enjoy the game tonight. Look forward to that. Hope you guys have me back on. This is awesome. Thanks, Thanks. Jesse. Thank you. Up next, Sports Illustrated's Jeff Benedict in town to cover the game tonight. How does BYU seize the national spotlight from his perspective? We'll ask him that. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. This is Alani Fua, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting from Lavelle Edwards Stadium in crystal clear radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Hey, one lucky fan will win a trip for two to the 2014 Miami Beach Bowl. Or if BYU is in another bowl game, that bowl game. Uh, with our BYU Sports Nation Take Your Fandom to South Beach contest, all you have to do is follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, then post a tweet using the hashtag BYUSN Miami. That's one word. The contest ends October 4th. You know what that tells me? You don't have much time. So get That's on board. That's exactly right. Have Three-ish we, weeks. Have we checked with the, the, uh, the suits upstairs to make sure that uh, if BYU does go to a different bowl game, that, that, that we'll send them there? Yes. <laughs> you, yeah. Of course yeah, you have, because you cover all your bases. Yeah, unle- I think unless it's the Bahamas Bowl. <laughs> just that one. That's no, a little bit kidding. too much. BYU's not going to be in that bowl. We just talked to ESPN's Jesse Palmer. He'll call the game with David Pollock and Reese Davis tonight up in the booth. 
Uh, some really interesting things. He talked about what Taysom Hill needs to do to make that realistic jump to Heisman contention and get to New York. Good stuff. Uh, joining us now, Sports Illustrated's Jeff Benedict, award-winning author and columnist. Jeff, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. How you doing? Hey, guys. How are you? Fantastic. What brings you to Provo, my friend? <laughs> Football. <laughs> yes! Uh, just You know, when I was doing the system a couple of years ago, uh, Taysom and Jamal were freshmen, true freshmen. And uh, <clears throat> I think the first game I ever saw at at BYU Stadium was uh, was the Washington State game, and they uh, seeing Taysom playing that game, and and so I'm back to watch both those guys and and see how they develop through the season. Jeff Benedict of Sports Illustrated and an author on BYU Sports Nation. Jeff, uh, you just released the paperback version of the system, the the glory and scandal of big time college football. Uh, how has the the development of the book uh, gone over, and, and uh, what are you hearing about it? It's been really good, and there's so much going on in college football right now. There's so much transition, um, so much change underway, and uh, as a result, it's it's almost like the minute you put the even a paperback edition out, which has new material, it's dated instantly because so many things are happening. But the reception's been good, and we were able to do a little bit of update material on Ziggy and Kyle, which was interesting, too. What kind of update material uh, is in the book about Ziggy and KVM? Well, mostly that, you know... Um, Kyle being drafted by the Lions and reuniting with Ziggy, which is a great storyline. Um, we were able to deal with some of that material. Uh, it's unfortunate that Kyle's not able to play right now, but um, at least we were able to get that stuff in there. And I think it's a really good story, not just for BYU, but for the NFL to have you know two of the best defensive players to come out of BYU end up as teammates um, one year apart on the Lions. And the Lions look good. I mean, they're off to a good start. Um, they have a new coach, and there's a bright future there, I think, for those two guys. What is your uh, exposure and, and conversation like with Kyle Van Noy and Ziggy Ansah these days? I know Kyle just had surgery to uh, overcome, I believe, a sports hernia. Ziggy's coming back off of a, a, an injury that he had surgery on, and, and he looks good. But what, what are you hearing from those guys as they approach the NFL campaign? Well, I've talked to, um, to Kyle more than Ziggy you know, this summer uh, going into the fall. Um, not for any particular reason. It's just worked out that way. I mean, obviously you get discouraged when you can't play. I mean, Kyle was a pretty extremely healthy college football player um, as far as those things go at BYU. And, and Ziggy didn't play enough, you know, really to experience a lot of injuries when he was at BYU. I mean, um, so I think his first year in the NFL was, was certainly – an eye-opener in the sense that he really sustained three different injuries. He sustained his first concussion. Um, there were a lot of things that, uh, you know, he he had to go through in his first season. And now Kyle's had an injury that sidelined him. And that's that's really so much about what life is in the NFL, though. It's uh, There are so many injuries that, that these guys have to play through, and, and now they're, you know, they're both dealing with that. BYU is now ranked, Jeff, 25th, uh, playing its first home game tonight on ESPN, 9-11, kind of a really big stage for the Cougars. A lot of national exposure for BYU. As a national writer, what's kind of the buzz out there for BYU and the possibility of going undefeated? Well, <laughs> you know, I hate to jinx this team, you know, because they, they're off to a terrific start. Um, they've got two extremely talented uh, offensive players in Taysom and Jamal. Um, and, you know, they've they've shown in the first two games that they have a really high-octane offense. 
and the, at least if you look on paper at their schedule, um, you know, you could argue that their toughest team is might be behind them. Um, but you know how these things go, and I, I think it's obviously it's important for them, especially at this part of the season, to put as much distance as they can between the opponents they play in terms of the score. Um, and um, that they continue to win. But I think Hill is a guy that, you know, he, he does all the right things. He's smart. He's extremely athletic. He's very strong, very fast. Um, he seems to have matured. In one season, he seems to have gone what some quarterbacks take two or three years to do. Uh, if he keeps doing this, it's going to be very hard to ignore him, um, you know, as, as the season goes on. Jeff Benedict, follow him on Twitter, at Author Jeff, and back on BYU Sports Nation, Sports Illustrated contributor. Bronco Mendenhall has opened himself up to the public and to the media. They're, they're calling him the new Bronco. And we, Jeremy and I, have seen this side of him before, but now he's making more of an effort to do that. Why do you feel like Bronco is now taking that approach, and why is this good for BYU football as he opens himself up? I have to confess ignorance here. I'm not sure what the new Bronco means. Oh, okay. What is that? <laughs> he's, he just, he's just been more open. He's been just laughing, smiling. I think part of it is that he's not the defensive coordinator anymore. But he's just kind of loosened up a little bit. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I, you know, I, I think that's if that's what he's doing, I think it's great because um, I spent an inordinate amount of time with him while working on the system and yeah. then even shortly after it was published last year. And when I was around him alone, he was um, he was very open, and he he has a great personality. He's he's funny, he's smart, he's 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 a thoughtful, he's a much more thoughtful coach, in the sense that you know when he answers things, I'm not talking about football things, but when you ask him about other things, you can tell he's a really thoughtful well-read person and i think he has a lot to offer frankly he's he's the kind of coach that i think the national media would love if they had exposure to him and if he allowed himself to be exposed to them because he's so different a lot of coaches in college football are very similar in style and approach and personality i mean they all have their differences but i mean there's you can pool a lot of them together bronco doesn't fit in any pools um, he's he's like a maverick, and I think in a refreshing way. So I, if he's doing that, I think it's great, especially if he's got a guy on his team that's going to be in the Heisman discussion. He he presents to BYU something very unique. I mean, let's be honest. The job description for BYU football head coach is not one that a lot of people can feel. Why, why has Bronco Mendenhall enjoyed success, in your opinion, with BYU football? Well, I... You know, there's a lot of things that go into success, and and uh, football is such an unpredictable game. Once it starts, the ball is not round, and so things happen that you can't plan for. And I think he's done. He's had the same approach year after year. He's he's got a system in place now uh, that works, and that players have bought into, the fans have bought into. Um, it's a winning formula. His winning percentage is off the charts. Uh, you know. He, He's a winner, and I think that players like to play for him. And, uh, you know, I was talking to a guy this morning, a national uh, writer from New York this morning on the phone, and he, he brought up Bronco, and he was saying how, you know, he really hopes that BYU does continue to win games because it would be nice if the rest of the country got more exposed to this coach and to what he's done with this program. It's not a perfect program. You know, they have players that get in trouble and stuff like everybody else, but it's the way they deal with it and the way they address it and the way they, 
you know, approach it as a program that I think is different. And uh, this could be a great year for them to showcase that if they keep winning. Jeff Benedict of Sports Illustrated, award-winning author on BYU Sports Nation. Jeff, I know you're a really busy guy. You made it in town for football, thank goodness. But what else do you have uh, that you're working on currently? You know, I've been I've been working on this Ray Rice NFL domestic violence controversy. Uh, I, I started writing about domestic violence in the NFL back in the in the mid '90s. Uh, in fact, I kind of cut my journalism teeth writing on that subject. My first big book was on the NFL and crime, and a lot of it was domestic violence. So it's been interesting to look back at how the league really hasn't changed much in 20 years in terms of how they deal with this crime. And so I, I've been writing a, working on a piece all week that I've got coming out in the Los Angeles Times on Sunday. Right on. Look for that in the L.A. Times on Sunday. Jeff Benedict, always good to talk to you, and uh, we'll hopefully see you on the field tonight for BYU-Houston. Hey, thanks, guys. I look forward to it. What is your bold prediction for BYU and Houston? That's our Twitter question today. Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Justin Thornton. My bold prediction is three interceptions, one being a pick six. So we're Ooh, seeing, we're seeing a trend happen, here. Yeah. We're seeing a trend. The turnover, turnover theme here with our t- tweets were coming. Someone said turnovers. Yeah, there are going to be two TDs on defense. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's two, yeah, two different ones. At Reed underscore Crosby. Taysom Hill will, will account for 450 yards of total offense. Hashtag Taysman. I could see BYU having a great offensive day. Listen, I'll be honest. If the score was 47-46 again, I wouldn't be surprised. Yet, with Houston, I have no idea. I'm saying 17-plus, almost as a joke. I have no clue what Houston's going to do. Yeah, if you weren't being honest, what would you say? <laughs> no, no, I really feel BYU's going to blow know, them out. Yeah. I know. At J.W. Thompson Law. BYU 41, Houston 17. Both offensive yeah. and defensive lines learned last week they can compete with anyone. They will dominate this game. I really think the BYU defense is in a great spot right now to where they could get a, give up 17 against a good Houston offense, and that would be fine because the offense is rolling. I think there's so much positive momentum that BYU jumps out early in this game today. Okay, people are like, well, we held Texas to seven. They started a brand-new quarterback, Tyrone Swoops. Yeah. Houston's John offense Children of will be better than Texas's offense. They, Houston can't get much worse than what they were against uh, U- UTSA, San yeah. Texas San Antonio. It can't be much worse than that. At Daddio 7 shut out! Oh, wow, we're getting bold. We're getting really wow. bold now. Shut out would be crazy against Houston. Can you imagine what a shutout would do for BYU on a Thursday night on ESPN? It would lower whatever 17 divided by three, five points something points per game up for the D at that point. Whoa. Spoken like a true stat, man. At Mikey underscore 1214. Bold prediction. Taser. Taser. 400 plus passing, 100 plus rushing. He did that last year against Houston. That's right. Right? Three rushing TDs, three passing TDs, and the defense holds Houston to under 10. Do we have a cap There's on how bold where you are can blue, where be? Because that blue was goggles. so bold. I, I yeah. need a pair of blue we goggles. We didn't bring any of our stuff from the set. <laughs> where are the blue goggles? Oh! <laughs> 18 touchdowns. I go one-on-one with Bronco Mendenhall. What does BYU have to do to create more interest in the Cougar football program? Bronco will tell us that next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Look at The Rock showing up early Is it one-on-one? for BYU football. Is it one-on-one like in basketball or an interview? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Game day! Yes, it is. 8 Eastern, countdown to kickoff, gets you set. Hour-long live pregame show on television and radio on BYU Radio. Uh, then the game's on ESPN. We just talked to Jesse Palmer moments ago. He and Reese Davis, David Pollock, Samantha Ponder on the call. And the Sky Cam, baby! Right after the game. 
post-game show on BYU TV and the BYU TV game day replay with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Lauren Frankham, and Andy Boyd. Could the timing be any more perfect for BYU? Heck no! Seriously. No, it's per- no Seriously. It's, this, is, this is as good as it could be. You, you blow out UConn, yep, great. Could you put up 50 in that game? Sure, whatever. 35-10, awesome. You blow out Texas, now you're on a Thursday night against Houston. This is perfect. Remember what happened last year? They beat Texas 40-21. to Then they had a, a bye week. week. Which is like, oh! And then it's the Utah game, and you put up 13 points. And you lose. So all of a sudden it's like, well, what the heck? How did BYU beat? So then BYU does its traditional, like, one and two thing. You know what I mean? BYU, we mentioned it earlier. In the Bronco Mendenhall era, has gone 3-0 one time in 2008. One time. You have that opportunity tonight to go 3-0. It's been a season of breaking trends. Started with the win on the East Coast, which BYU hadn't done. And then they go to a big Power 5 team early. Games that they traditionally lose. Well, they won that game in resounding fashion, and now here we are. They're one and eight in Game Three under Bronco Mendenhall. Why not keep it going? Go two and eight. Here's our one and one, uh, my one-on-one conversation with the head football coach of BYU. BYU football all access with head football coach Bronco Mendenhall. Coach, we'll start with this. I don't know that I have ever seen you smile as mm. big as you did after the Texas game. Dang, my mouth is still sore. Those muscles hadn't been used for a while, and so you know that's something you have to train for. Take us to that moment right after the game when, when it sets in. You, you shake hands with Charlie Strong, and you look at the scoreboard, and it's, it's 41-7. to 7. What's going through your mind at that point? Uh, it was a little bit surreal, um, but really what made me smile, I was watching our, uh, our players go to the, the um, section of BYU fans that were in the stadium, and they weren't just going on, the, on the, uh, the surface and reaching up. They were actually in the stands for a while, and that was fun. A lot of smiles and a lot of just a uh, sense of accomplishment and by our coaches as well. So it was fun to see that, just other people really enjoying what they're doing. In our day and age, style points matter. Hmm. And when you go into Austin and you beat a Texas team that, quite frankly, had a year to dwell on what you did to them in Provo last year, and it ends up 41-7, the nation takes notice. And now there's just been this media firestorm of watch out for BYU. Do you like the position you have within the national media? I, I think... Um, what I like is that we have attention, um, and that's positive for the program. It's positive for the university. It's positive for a lot of thing, a lot of things in a lot of areas. Um, however, it's really a one-game season, and that's Houston. And then after that, it will be a one-game season, and that's whoever we play after Houston, and etc. And if we do that, and we continue to keep that that approach and staying in the present and really focusing at the task at hand, then I think the attention and the interest will just build over time. Um, If we don't do that, then it could fade as quickly as it comes. You're ranked for the second time in this era of independence. There have been 52 AP polls. This is the second poll BYU has been ranked. What does a national ranking ultimately mean for a program that is independent? Mm. I think it's credibility. I think it's respect. And I think it just is reflective of inclusion um, by those that are esteemed to be um, knowledgeable in the area and so it never hurts to uh, to gain attention and garner attention through how you've performed again it's only week two um, it's if it's week seven if it's week eight and folks still feel similar then it will be uh, even more credible how do you how have you learned to manage a short week you've done this a number of times you played on Thursdays and Fridays a number of times with this BYU program what what works we, so we've had a really strong record um, after 
the first experience I had here at BYU, which was just a disaster. And uh, Colorado State, they had a really good quarterback at the time um, and a very good team. And they, they beat us. I was the defensive coordinator and assistant coach at the time. They beat us 50-something to not very, many, not mm. very much. Mm. And I just learned, man, you have to cut way, way back um, in terms of what you try to get accomplished. And then simply the idea of practice models, meaning Monday's a Wednesday, Tuesday's a Thursday, and, and then try to hold tre- hold fast and put it put it in those reference points to your players to give them some sense of, wow, we've already missed two days, this is this day, and that builds a sense of urgency, not panic, but then just it gives them a clear idea we have this amount of work to do in this amount of time. And so if the coaches give the right amount of information and the players put in the right amount of work, then you've got a great chance. How do you prepare for a team like Houston, who you saw last year up close and personal? Uh, clearly, they have offensive weapons. Their top two rushers, top two receivers back. Their quarterback, John O'Corn, is back. But now they're playing in Provo, and you see them lose to Texas San Antonio and struggle. So what team do you prepare for? Mm, the best the best team. So in between the loss to San Antonio, or in between them moving the ball, they turned it over six times. And so... They're still really dynamic and really capable, and I don't expect six turnovers is something that they just brushed under the rug. I'm sure they addressed it as they scored 47 the next week, and um, they were a strong team a year ago. They were a bowl team. When we played them, they were undefeated, and I think had won five or six in a row, and so we got them at a really hot time. Um, So I think we prepare for that team, and, and that team is a really good team. Well, now they get you at a hot team. Where is the confidence level? of your team going into this Thursday night match? Well, our, our team is confident, uh, but they're also, I, I would say it's um, it's kind of a humble swagger, meaning that mm-hmm. they're, they're workmanlike and they're grateful that things have gone their way and they put in enough work so far, so they feel confident if they continue to hold things together, but they also realize that's a fine, fine balance and it could disappear as quickly as it's come. Humble swagger. What is humble swagger? That's like, that's like a Mormon version of swagger or something. Like, avoid pride. It's humble. You know, I'm not. I'm not sure what that is. I, I think BYU is focused and ready, and yet they know. Hey, we're good. We're yeah. not gonna. We're not gonna fully. You know, embrace that by saying we're gonna go undefeated or anything. Quest for perfection type of situation. Although we all know that wasn't in reference to going undefeated, but it was. Humble swagger. We'll find out. How, uh, you know, as we go, we'll develop this BYU team. We think we know what BYU is. We have 10 more games. I heard someone compare it to the Jimmer Fredette mentality. When he went okay. on the court, yes. it was like, Blaine Fowler look, look, I'm a really good basketball player. No matter what you do. I'm not going to be in your face about it. No matter what you do, see it. You, can't, you can't stop what's coming. But I, and, and I'm just going to do my thing. I feel like that's how BYU football as a team is kind of looking at this. Like, look, we, we respect the opponent, but we're going to beat you. You're as good as your leader. Taysom Hill breeds confidence for BYU Sports I think everyone's on board with that. What's your bold prediction for BYU-Houston? Send your responses in using the hashtag BYUSN. Up next on the show, our Dexter and Dexter Rising Shout Plus. What makes the Cougar whip around? This is BYU Sports Nation. It is so good to be at LES, man. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Game day. It's beautiful here. September It's going to be 11th. so awesome tonight. It's going to look and feel great. Uh, looks good now. Beautiful day. Should be great weather tonight. Just under, well, I should say just over eight hours from kickoff. 
8 Eastern countdown to kickoff as well right here on BYU TV and on BYU Radio. You know what time it is? Yes, I do. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU and Houston play tonight, or so I've been told. Countdown to kickoffs live at 8 Eastern on BYU TV. Also, Daniel Sorensen re-signed by the Chiefs for the practice squad. Soccer. BYU hosts LSU tonight at 8 Eastern in Provo at Southfield. You can watch that match live on the W.TV. Men's volleyball. Taylor Sander and Team USA beat Poland in Poland at the World Championships yesterday. Sander had 19 kills in the win today. The U.S. played Serbia in pool play as we speak. Tennis. BYU hosting the BYU tournament. Go figure. At the outdoor tennis courts. Get a win. Hey, uh, the U.S. beat Serbia in four. Just saw that. Nice. We own Serbia. Technically, no. <laughs> Tomorrow on the show, reaction from Thursday night ESPN College Football in the Vell Edwards Stadium. Yeah, it's happening. A rise and shout today. You know what? This brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. This is well-deserved. David Almadova. Who, you ask? He's in charge of athletic marketing for BYU. Cougar Walk today at 445, the guy that organized all of that. The 9-11 tributes today are going to be tremendous. Part of that, to me, is Kate Hansen representing Team USA in the Olympics. Uh, the luge coup. The luge coup. She was great. She'll be on Countdown to Kickoff tonight. She's going to help out with uh, some in-stadium work this year, which would be cool. She did that with the Dodgers. Uh, so David Almodova, the, the preparations that go into what you see in the stadium, Tremendous. So Fireworks, signs, T-shirts. I mean, it's Flags, size of the field. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I asked him how he was doing, and he just said, Oh, that guy needs a massage. <laughs> Hopefully the rise and shout helps him out a little bit. What's your bold prediction for BYU Houston? Let's go to the Twitter machine. you got tweets. At UCLA Grad 90. Nicole Williams, Jamal's hey, mom, chiming hey. in. Score. Okay. When J-Swag Daddy scores, everyone has to do the J-Swag Daddy dance. I'm not exactly sure what that is. I want to see it. She says do they have, have to have a practice session video? before the game. Okay. Hey, Fair thanks enough. to Jesse Palmer, Jeff Benedict, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com and BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Brendan Gaskins. Yeah! BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow in Studio B at noon Eastern. Game day! Game day! Woo!